all you cool captains and co-captains. You probably don't get that reference, do you? No. That is from Tiger King, which I'm sure you didn't watch. No. No. Thankfully. Uh, bizarre. So, yes. Uh, fans of Tiger King will recognize that reference. And Both of you. Still trying to figure out uh, what it had to do with the original Lion King, because I don't follow. <laughs> um, but maybe the worst sequel of all time. So, anyways, here we are, everyone. We are going to talk today, John, about our guilty pleasures. I know. I wish I hadn't agreed to this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, well, we're going to keep it within the realm of Yacht Rock, so don't worry. Sort of. Um, I thought it was a good, this will be a good, good, fun episode. I think, you know, somehow... Or in, in many ways, like just admitting that you're a yacht rock fan is yacht rock is somewhat of a guilty pleasure because if you get your rocker dudes that are into Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and you tell them you like you know some of the softer stuff, they look at you like what? Right. So you, you've already kind of at least you're like you know one step over the hurdle in terms of admitting to it. Exactly. But even within yacht rock or yeah. AC Gold, it's some of my music is on our list today. There's even guiltier pleasures than others. Yeah, you know, I, I got to say, I struggled with this a little bit only from the perspective of there's not very much in what would be deemed pure yacht rock that I could call guilty pleasure, you know. Now, with that said, a lot of my stuff is like offshoots of yacht rock. So maybe it's songs by recognized yacht rock artists that maybe the song in and of itself isn't totally yachty. Right. But um, I, yeah, I couldn't find a whole lot that I would deem yacht rock that say, well, that I should be guilty for yeah. liking this, you know. And I, I'm the same. I was going through my list with my wife last night with show prep, and she's like, "That's not guilty. What are you doing?" Right. But um, I guess if you're talking about true yacht rock, as defined by JD Risner, the founder of what mm-hmm. yacht rock is, I don't think there's a whole lot to be guilty about there because the musicianship is so great. So a lot of my songs will maybe be a little outside of the realm of yacht rock, but they're in that kind of space and are sometimes played. On the stations. Yeah, I will say that there's there are plenty of songs deemed yacht rock that I can't stand. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't qualify as guilty pleasure. It's got to be something I love, but I'm embarrassed that other people might yes know that I love it. Right? So. There's no pleasure in a song that you hate. Right? Right? So, all right. Well, let's dive into the saccharin a little bit. And so yeah. this uh, these treats that we can't resist. Do you want me to go first and embarrass myself, or you want to embarrass yourself first? You go first. Okay. <laughs> Well, number one or number ten, because we're going to count down ten to one, is a song that's not really yacht rock. It's never played on the stations, but it's from the era, and I remember it growing up. My parents playing the song, and I just love it so much. It's a little bit soft, and it is sometimes when we touch. Sometimes when we touch, the artist is too Ooh, much. Good call. I forgot about that one. Little guilt there. Yeah, yeah. when they never play it. I don't know if there's a uh, licensing thing or just nobody considers it close to Yacht Rock. So who you got at number 10? It's Christopher Cross, but it's Think of Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear some of that. Think of Laura, but yes, yes, yes. And there's always, you know, there's the General Hospital connection there, too. Right. That, Which, you know, growing up with that going on in our house, I mean, how could you not? General Hospital is kind of a yachty show because it had its heyday right in this era. Yeah. And they included uh, Herb Alpert's Rise. And oh, yeah. Think of Laura. You're right. I totally forgot about that song. So, all right. Well, you're right to be guilty. What else you got? Number nine. Number nine for me. So we'll kind of go back and forth here. Number nine is On and On by Stephen Bishop. It's just so light. I love the song. It's just so light that I can't let my rocker friends hear me listening to it. <laughs> on and on, she just keeps on trying. And that's the song in the Family Guy episode yeah. where it's juxtaposed against Van Halen. So, yes, um, 
Yeah, on and on makes my list way up higher because I love it so much. <laughs> so number one, if you're wondering, number one is the greatest combination of guilt and pleasure. Not necessarily your favorite song on the list, but yeah. the highest combination of guilt and pleasure. So I don't have as much guilt. Well, maybe I do. It's higher up on my list. Anyway, great call. Um, I'm going to a staple of Yacht Rock from an artist standpoint, and this is um, maybe there's no reason to be guilty about this, but it's just a little soft. And if you tell your rocker friends that one of your favorite songs is Love is the Answer, they're going to look at you sideways. So here's Love is the Answer by England Dan and John and Forge Cole. Yeah. Light up the world. I like that version better than the Todd Rundgren version, but yeah. uh, and in my still, defense, it's a great at the song. end, it, it kind of escalates into kind of a cool little jammy type thing. It really does. So don't hit me. All right. So number eight. My number eight is a, someone that I see a lot getting played. Um, I don't know that it's Yacht Rock, but do you think Eric Carmen is Yacht Rock? I see people posting that they think it is. I probably don't, but. Yeah, but I can't resist as a guilty pleasure all by myself. Hmm. Okay. Well, my number eight. Well, first of all, should I be guilty? No. Yeah, it's a good tune. Right. My number eight has got a little bit of a disco vibe to it, and I guess that's kind of where it sort of hits the wide perimeter of yacht, and that is from Exile. The song is Kiss You All Over. I want to kiss you all over. <laughs> yes. It does get where it gets into the disco-y feel. That's where your guilt should come from. Yeah, and the, yeah. I want to kiss you all. Move. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you're gonna have a field day with my number yeah. seven. Well, I've you, got a few in here that's just are they're there because man, just singing it makes you feel <laughs> weird. Again, I got a particular buddy in mind who I'm thinking of that if he were you know hiding in the corner while I was listening to this, he would come bursting out laughing. I said, "What are you doing?" But I'm gonna convert him. Watch me. All right. His name is Steve. <laughs> All right, who do you got at seven before I lead with my chin? Well, again, going back to the lyrics, it's just so dumb to sing, but I mean, this is such a cool song, but it's so dumb to sing, so that's how it ended up on my list. But Lee Rittenauer's Mr. Briefcase. <laughs> Yeah, see, I have no guilt over this song whatsoever because I, you know, Lee Rittenauer like establishes bona fides, so, so I don't need to apologize for liking any. But I see why it's on your list. Um, my number seven is kind of I, I think overall a goofy artist, and this song is is really kind of sappy and singing, and <laughs> and you can almost hear him crying as he's singing oh, it. No. <laughs> it's uh, Robert Welsh, uh, sentimental lady. Yeah, that well, that was sort of a cut from mine. It was probably number eleven or twelve. It was yeah. real close to making mine too. Yep, sentimental lady. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with another one because I'm gonna yeah, go down to number, number six. six. Another one where my wife protested that this was even anything to be guilty about. But if you just sing the chorus to yourself and you're at a football game, say you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, "Sad Eyes" by Robert Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one crossed my perimeter as well. It's a good one, though. For man. all those reasons. The reason you just say, you just, it's just weird to sing it. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, here's one that is a uh, an artist that definitely has some stuff in the yacht. This song is definitely not on the yacht, but it's there because of his attachment 
to the yacht. And this is kind of after he had um, kind of moved off of the yacht. But this is such a fun song, but such a dumb song. 65 Love Affair by Paul Davis. Especially the part where the cheerleaders are going, go team, go. Come on. <laughs> but Paul Davis, is got, somehow he manages to look like a hippie but sound like uh, a, a girly band. I yeah, don't, yeah. I love Paul Davis. Um, so, yeah, that's a good call. All right. Cool. Um, so now you have to wrap around with the five. Number right? five. five. Well, we always debate whether air supply goes on there. So I had to have an air supply because that, that's like the ultimate of uh, guilty pleasures. Um, but specifically, I like the song Sweet Dreams. Close your eyes. I want to ride the skies in my sweet Yes. Well, I think air supply is like the – they are the culmination of what a guilty pleasure is. And yeah. like l- – Throwing them into Yacht Rock just gives me an excuse to listen to Air Supply. So whether they are or aren't, they're going to be in the playlist because I'm going to listen to it. Right. And I don't have to feel guilty this way. What's your number Uh, five? My number five is something that I think is very low on the guilt factor, but the pleasure is through the roof. (laughs) And it's so – the hook is so sugary sweet that it's like this has to be bad for me. Um, But it's got great Yacht Rock elements. So it's by Dr. Hook, it's Sharing the Night. Sharing the Night together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit of a disco under feel to that, too. And then that's where some of the uh, the guilty pleasure tends to come from because this, you know, we grew up more in a rock area, you yep. know. So if you were into disco, you know, you were not cool. But the echoing of the, like, the little guitar part that echoes the voices on Sharing the Night Together is reminiscent of George Benson to me. It's like, so it's got elements, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but the hook is just so saccharine sweet. So very good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, number five. So number my number four actually is an Air Supply song. And okay. I think it's my favorite Air Supply song now, um, just recently. And that is, maybe play how this song starts, John, and then, then play a little of the chorus. Mm-hmm. But the, the opening of Lost in Love. The opening of it is that, um, that faded in harmony that comes to like a crescendo mm-hmm. and they cut that off. Probably super easy to do now. Probably not nearly as easy to do back right. then. True. I know we talked about this where the first chorus is sung by the one singer in the lower octave yep. and then later on, boom, it's, you know, Russell Hitchcock with the high voice just takes it and it just, it's like, it's like you're suddenly soaring, you know, with like, you know, windsurfers. I mean, you just take off. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. We're Number, getting down now. We're getting down to the list yeah. here. Number four for me. And uh, this goes back into the list of, it's just weird to sing, you know, um, bread. So right there, you're, we're already in guilty pleasure territory, yeah. right? Baby, I'm a want you. Oh, you should feel guilty. <laughs> Baby, I'm a want you. Baby, I'm a need you. You're the only one. I thought it was going to be, what's their other hit? The uh, With You? Is that what it was? Come on. Oh, there's... All right, I'm going to... Th- 
think of that. Because <laughs> that one's my guilty pleasure. It's not on my list. But yeah, Baby oh, Ama. Yeah, right. Baby Ama. Make It With You. That's it. Make It With You is very, because um, it almost sounds like Anne Murray, the way the guy sings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can I like an Anne Murray song? Um. Anyways, okay. So, all right, where are we? So, we're getting into the top three now, right? I mm-hmm. think you're kicking off top three. This is like we're we're in danger zone of losing our man cards at this point. But let's see what we got. Go on. I'm just I, I'm probably stealing some thunder here because I can't imagine this song not being both of our top threes. And that is Starbuck. Moonlight feels right. Moonlight feels right. Did not make my list. Oh my. Okay. That is a good one, though, um, <laughs> because it's the feels right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what is that guy doing? Like, I know, like he's coming out from hiding and just del- delivering his one head little line. Feels right, <laughs> moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great call. Not on my list, so maybe I'm not guilty about it. Maybe. All right, my number three, which is a song I imagine you have. The only reason you won't have this on your top three is because you don't consider it anywhere near yacht rock. But I know you love this song. The, it's a male singer who sounds like he is, you know, just, it sounds like my grandma singing something. And it's Neil Sedaka singing Laughter in the Rain. Yeah, it um, it's on my cut list here, oh. my, my extras. It's, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it kind of dawned on me later after I'd already made my list. How could I forget this one? Right, yeah. Um, that belongs on But I kind of knew you probably had it because yeah. we talked about that song. It's so good. It's so good. Now, you can make the argument that it no, belongs nowhere near the yacht rock genre, but it's close enough to me. So, I put, again, some songs I put in just so I can uh, absolve myself of the guilt. So what number is that for you? That was three. Number three. Okay, so you're wrapping around to two then. Yeah, I'm wrapping around to two. You already mentioned it. It's on and on. And it's... I, the guilt factor is pretty low for me, other than it's like, oh, my God, he's su- such, you know, I don't know, what's the word? I don't know, just not aggressive. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it that way. Um, but the song is just like, that song just puts me on a yacht right yeah. away. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. it's so high on the pleasure, low on the guilt, but so much pleasure that it, it's all the way up at number two. What's your number two? Well, this one's high on the guilt, I'll tell you, but... Um, <laughs> okay. It's got to be high in the pleasure too. I would it imagine. is. It is. I, I love this song, and it. Um, but this would be. This is a quintessential song that would say guilty pleasure. I mean, you, but it was done by two bands, popular sort of by both, by America, as well as Captain and Tennille. Mm. Probably not really Yachty, but Muskrat Love. They oh, that's got to be on your AC Gold playlist. It is. Uh, it's definitely. Yeah, it's yacht. You can almost make the case it's yachty because America did it. I don't know. Well, yeah, Woo. that's guilty. Yeah, it's it's really borderline. I get that, yeah. but I needed stuff to really pack the top of this list with well, some guilt. My number one is extremely borderline, but you're going to go first. So, <laughs> oh boy. let me just since we're at number one, okay. I think this is our opportunity to make, make the, case. the case. Why is this number one? Why should you not feel guilty? And why is it such pleasure? So, I'll turn it over to you to start. Number one on your guilty pleasure list. Well, my first confession of it is I'm not even sure that I would consider this yacht, but I have heard it on Yacht Rock playlists. I've seen it in Yacht Rock playlists. You know, I've heard it on XM's Yacht Rock station, which I know everybody is kind of really beating up these days. Mm-hmm. Certainly not by an established artist that uh, would be considered a yacht staple. So I can't even be on the coattails in that regard. Okay. 
You're not making your case. To make it even... <laughs> no, I'm make, this is the guilt case. Oh, this is yeah. your case. That's why you're guilty. Yeah. yeah. Um, TV theme songs are decidedly uncool, mm. right? Not by, not by me. This show that it was from is decidedly uncool, but I just loved the hook of this song. Back, back in the day, I loved it, and I still like it when I hear it now. Joey Scarberry doing Believe It or Not, the greatest American hero theme. Believe it or not, I'm walking on it's so funny you picked that one though because I have so I've noticed just recently that all of the theme songs from the TV shows of that era well not all but so many of them were Yachty. I just heard um, what we do baby without us which was oh yeah uh, fa- not family ties um, anyways uh, but Is that Moon- growing pains Gro- or maybe it's growing pains um, well then there's of course moonlighting moonlighting that, yeah, right Yep. Yeah. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati feels very yachty. <laughs> well, this to is me. about on par with that song. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Mike Post wrote it, so he wrote a lot of other things. You okay. know, that were like Hill Street Blues and Taxi. They may have been um, one of those. May have been Bob James. because so, ah. Bob James did a few of those as well. But yep. Okay. Well, that's that's a heck of a pick. I did not expect it, but um, I'm going to make my case for. But I don't know because it's so similar. It's like this song probably. I can't even say or make the claim that it's Yachty, although it's from the era. It is from an artist that people will include in Yacht Rock. Not this particular song. Mm-hmm. This particular song is most famous for being on a movie soundtrack from I think 1978 or nine. Okay. So from the time frame, it fits. Um, and how else can I make my case? Um, just the rest of this artist's other catalog is kind of yachty. There's a lot of guilt going into the fact that well, I'll just come out and say it. <laughs> it's hopelessly devoted to you by Louis Newton John. Yes. Well, you, you said something the other day in one of the other episodes about it's not so much that you um, consider her to be super yachty, though I think there's a couple of songs. Um, that one kind of probably would – it feels like it predates it to me, even though it's in the time frame. Yeah. But um, – more about what she could have done. This was when we were making yes. like the fantasy band. And I've been listening to some Olivia lately. And it is true that, yes, she really, it, there were a couple albums that kind of sat again on the perimeter of yacht, but she could have, had she chosen to go that way, yeah. definitely had some yacht success. And I think it predates it because it was intentionally written and released recorded to at least sound like it could have been a 50 song, right? Because mm-hmm. every other song from that movie, except for the Frankie Valley intro, is from the original play, which was all written for, you know, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. apparently she had written into her contract when she got the part that she would be able to sing a solo that could be released as a single off of the soundtrack. That was a stipulation. So uh, when I heard that, it allowed me to mentally like separate it from the rest of the 50s music, you yeah. know, like Grease Lightning and things yeah. like that. And so I looked at it from a different prism and then I started to hearing, I started hearing some like 70s, late 70s yacht type of elements to it. And then it just it made me listen to the song in a new light and I couldn't stop listening to it, and it was like, all right, this is It is super lightweight, though, isn't it? Oh, super lightweight. Yes, yes. I I know what I've done. Yes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Well, if we've got any energy left, let's hit the lightning round. Okay. I'm going to let you uh, lead us off then. You can guide okay. us through this time. All right. So lightning round, we start with yacht or not. That's fairly uh, straightforward. And then we move on to buried treasures. And that's we're looking for songs that aren't you know, sort of mainstream and in everyone's playlist so that we can unearth some real gems for true Yacht Rock fans that are looking to explore their boundaries. Um, I'm trying to work as many uh, nautical puns (laughs) in as possible. Um, And then off the map, speaking of puns, because we're looking for, this is a song or, uh, yes, a song, not an artist, a song that is, we're going to admit is not Yacht Rock, but you could put it into a a Yacht Rock playlist and it would blend in nicely. Right. um, All right, so I'll start. Yes. Yacht or not, mm-hmm. is it yacht or is it not? You, on the previous episode, brought up Sail On by the Commodores. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would say, yeah, Commodores. I don't know about solo Lionel Richie, though. So I'm going to throw at you, hello. Hello. I've just got to let you know. I would probably say no. Um it feels more like just a classic AOR ballad to me than it does feel like something that belongs on the yacht. I mean, you need ballads in the list. Yeah. Um, for some reason, my just gut says, maybe not exactly. Yeah, I think it's not. But again, changing perspective, I saw a cover band do this once, and they extended the like the um, the guitar solo mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. and it just it made me see the song in a whole new light. Then going back to hearing the original guitar solo that was tracked is really darn good, and they've got the horn section and stuff. I'm going to say not, but it's it's pretty close. So maybe it belongs in Off the Map, but it's not, but it belongs on the yacht. I'll have to look it up. I think that there was somebody, um, somebody significant may have played that solo, I, I, as I recall going through that album, but it goes back a couple of years since the last time I looked at those credits. But all right, but, yacht or not? Okay, certainly not a yacht artist. But this song does this song make it on for you? Thirty Eight Special is the band. Second Chance. God, my gut. So I'll just give you my gut because it's Thirty Eight Special. It's not right. so. It's more Southern rock. But if. If an argument could be made for any one of their songs, at least that I'm aware of, that's probably the one. But I'm still yep. afraid to say not. I would say not to. But, yeah. it, you know, I could have brought it in as maybe an off-the-map suggestion. Yep. But uh, exactly. curious to get your perspective on that. I love the song, though. Yeah. So Buried Treasures. Buried Treasure. I, uh, I'll go first on this one. This is it's maybe not buried deep, but it is buried because this was a... Uh, an album track off of Christopher Cross's second record, 1983. The album is called Another Page. This song is No Time for Talk. Yeah, that's a, that's a buried treasure for me. I'm not familiar with that one, so I'll be adding it to my playlist. Very good. What okay. do you have? I got something that I don't think is all of that all that buried, but what's interesting about this album, artist is that there's a there's a hit quote-unquote hit that's always played it's on the heavy rotation um by player called baby come back mm-hmm. and i would always lament that there, how come there's not more player out there i mean even ambrosia's got three songs isn't there anything else and then eventually i heard this time i'm in it for love and i remembered that song i'm like yeah. oh, okay okay yeah. good good well, at least there's two and then the other day i heard again it's probably not all that buried for you but given it all Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
yeah. So that again, this is why you stick to it and and try to find more and more songs because probably not overly obscure, but certainly off my radar for the longest time. No, and it's always good to look back at some of these older records and artists that we know had that sound down. Um, and if you only knew them for their hits, go back, listen to the albums, because they're going to be full of more of that stuff. And you might be surprised how familiar the song, the deep cuts were, at least if you're of a certain age, because I'm, I'm sure I heard that song through osmosis, because the first time I reheard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this song. Well, that goes back to the AOR format yep. back then, that the radio wouldn't just play the singles that were hanging on the rack at you know, Kmart or wherever. Yep. Yep. All right. So Buried Treasure. Shall we wrap up with? Off the map. Off the map. Okay, okay, you're first. I'll go first. All right. Um, I'm going way off the map because I'm going to like late 80s, 90s. I'm even leaving the country. <laughs> going to Canada. So if you're mm. – we're in Metro Detroit. We're very familiar with this artist. I'm guessing most people in the States and elsewhere are not as familiar with this artist. The artist is Blue Rodeo. Oh, okay. And I know most – Purists do not believe that even the early era of Eagles is Yacht Rock, and it's more West Coast. But if you like that Eagles kind of soft, strummy sound, the uh, Blue Rodeo has a huge collection of very melodic, soft, just chill music. The song I'm picking is called Till I Gain Control Again. Just like the sun that has a nice little vibe and if you like that um, go check out I'm going to give you some other songs but go check out Blue Rodeo other songs in the um, in that genre are Bulletproof Bad Timing and of course because they sound like the Eagles a song called Already Gone hey alright alright who you got all right. for uh, your off the map my off the map uh, goes back to one of our earlier episodes where we talked about yacht jazz mm, right? cool and we don't have any instrumentals in this particular playlist really going again, at least in terms of off-the-map suggestions. So this is 1987, um, and this has a lot of uh, offshoots of the yacht uh, in terms of personnel. Hiram Bullock is on guitar, Paulina DaCosta on percussion, John Robinson on drums. Um, it was written by a guy named uh, Ronnie Foster, who worked with uh, George Benson throughout the 70s. So it's all connected that way. But this is a David Sanborn song from 1987 called Summer. And it's just got such a cool Latin kind of light groove, um, kind of reminiscent of Spirogyra. It's funny you say that. Yeah. It just came up yesterday, and I heard it, and I'm like, summer, yeah, that yeah. for sure belongs to It just feels nice in there. Yeah, It does, and it reminded me of Spirogyra specifically. I'm like, that could be on the morning dance. So there you go. Yep, good stuff. All right, well, there we are. There's our off the map. Um, I guess we will bid people a fond adieu. Um, well, we do have friends in France now, so we can say that. You picked up on that. That's right. So, yeah, uh, yachtrockpodcast.com, out of the main. Look us up on Facebook and Twitter. And until next time, we will say... Ahoy! Ploy. Ploy.